This podcast is brought to you by Podcast Nation. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to The Real Reel, where I take you behind the Instagram reel and into the real lives of entrepreneurs, content creators, and anyone who inspires me and may inspire you too. I'm your host, Natalie Barbu, and let's get into it. Hello, everybody. Welcome back to The Real Real Podcast with me, your host, Natalie Barbu, and I am doing another solo episode for you. You guys have been loving them, and I think last week's episode, it was a short and sweet one, but last week's episode about the female experience and the woman experience just was one of my favorites because I needed to get it off my chest. So if you haven't listened to it, please do because I think that if you are a woman in your 20s or 30s, you will relate to it. And I really, really, really was happy that I was able to share my thoughts on that. And it's gotten some positive feedback. So thank you guys for listening to it. But anyways, today I wanted to just do like a very casual solo episode and talk about healthy habits that I'm bringing into the rest of the year because I feel like the year in my mind is split up into three pieces. I know that there's four seasons, but I don't really view spring as like a relevant season, which is sad because that's when my birthday is in the spring. But I view spring as like the first half. I kind of split spring in half where like the first half of spring, I just view it as like the beginning of the year. Like it lumps into the new year, new resolutions, goals, all of that stuff. Second half of spring, I view in to like summer where it's like we're gearing up for summer things are happening. My birthday is in that second half. So I think I view it as a more like exciting summer is almost here time. And then the third part of the year I view as post-summer slash winter. So fall doesn't really get its own season in my mind, even though I actually really love the fall. I just view it as like the end of the year. So when summer is done, I just view that the end of the year is approaching. And that's kind of how I like split it into my mind. So the first third that I view it in is like that new year, new new mean, goals, resolutions, all of that. Summer, fun, your routine is thrown out the window, you're happy, the weather is warm, you're traveling, it's great. And then end of the year is like, oh my gosh, I've been out of a routine for so long. I need to get things back in check. I need to wrap things up before the end of the year. And it's kind of that time when you're just like the most stressed, I would say, at least that's how it is for me. So that's how I view the year into thirds. And so now that the summer is ending shortly, because it's already August, which is absolutely insanity that it is August already. But now that the summer is ending, I wanted to do an episode about healthy habits that I'm taking into this, you know, last third of the year. 
than I view it. So that's kind of what I want to talk about. But before that, I just wanted to give you guys a little update on my life because I feel like I've kind of been slacking in the vlogging department. So the podcast is going to get the real update, but I just got back from Europe. So I've been traveling quite a bit this summer. I've been traveling for three total weeks in terms of like my big trips. So you guys know that I did Australia in the beginning of the summer. I did that in June. I was gone for two weeks and that was incredible. It was just so cool to have gone to the opposite side of the world. And it was just such a fun experience because I don't know when I'll be back in Australia, if I'll ever be back in Australia because of how far away it is. So the fact that I got to go with my best friends is just one of those core memories that I'm going to have forever. And I'm always going to remember it. You know, when you're later in your 40s and 50s and 60s and you're looking back at when you're young, I'm just going to remember you know, that time when I was young with my best girlfriends and we went to Australia and we had so much fun. So I had an amazing time that trip. And then this past trip to Europe, I went with my family. So my family always does a trip in the summer. That's kind of our annual family trip where we all go and it's so much fun. In previous years, we go to Mexico a lot. So my family loves Cancun. I'm just like sitting by the beach and at a resort and drinking and going in the water, tanning, having really yummy food, dressing up for dinner. Like that's definitely my family's type of vacation. I'm not going to lie though since I've lived in Miami, I don't really care for tropical vacations too much because I get that every weekend in Miami, especially because like every weekend I pretty much go to the beach and I'm a member at this thing called Soho House. So it's pretty much like a resort. Like I go, I get a beach chair. There's like servers that will bring you food and drinks. Like obviously you have to pay for them, but I'm not paying for a resort. So it's just really nice. And like it's the beaches there. They have a pool. It just gives you tropical resort vibes. And so because I have easy access to that, I don't really prefer tropical vacations as much anymore, which I know is the most like bratty thing. I'm so spoiled with Miami weather and like living there and having access to those types of things. But yeah, I don't really prefer that. So we've done Cancun a few times. We've done a cruise around the Mediterranean before where we went to Spain and then we went to the south of France. We went to Italy on a cruise and that was actually so much fun. I'm not the biggest cruise person, but that was a really great way to see just different parts of Europe across the Mediterranean. So We always try to do a family trip every single summer, and this summer, because Chloe, my younger sister, graduated college, we wanted it to be a little bit of a bigger trip, so we ended up going to London and Paris, and that is one of my favorite, like, city duos, and it's really easy to do in terms of, like, travel once you get to London or Paris, so we went to London first, and we were there for, I think, like, three full days, maybe four. I think we stayed four nights at the Airbnb and we stayed at Sonder, which is like it's on Airbnb, but you can also go to like Sonder.com and book your stay there in such a beautiful apartment. And it was so nice because it felt like very homey. So we stayed there. I'm obsessed with London. I have always said this, but I really want to do a summer in London. I went last summer and it was so beautiful and it was just like such an amazing time. And I would just love to do a summer there. And I think Paris is more beautiful of a city. And I actually enjoy Paris more than I enjoy London. But I really love London because it feels I mean, one, there's no language barrier. So that's definitely a plus. And I just love like how 
it feels like that hustle culture, I guess, is in London a bit more than I think I feel it in Paris. Like Paris is just so romantic and so beautiful and it's very touristic. So you're always, you know, you always have a bunch of people from all over the world. And it's, I think it's like the most beautiful city in the world in terms of architecture and just like how pretty it is. And the food is amazing. And I just like love France. Like I would love to go to the south of France as well and spend a summer. But London, I feel like I can actually be productive there and get stuff done. And so London was great. And then Paris was just like, I think Paris is like top two for me in favorite cities in the world. I would say my top three favorite cities, not including Miami, because I do live there, even though Miami is definitely in the top like three or four, I would say. Miami's number one for me in top cities to live in. But in terms of just like top cities that have a piece of my heart, I will say number one is New York. I will always love New York. I will always be obsessed with New York. I'm so grateful that I had the opportunity to live there, even if it was for a little bit. But I would say number one is New York, then Paris, then London, then Miami, then I don't think there's any other city in the US that I would say is up there. Like I don't really love a lot of cities in California. And so I would probably say number five, I would say, is probably, I would say like Barcelona. I had such an amazing time in Barcelona when we went as well. So I don't know. I just, I really love Europe. I think Europe is like so beautiful. The lifestyle, I just feel like people are happier there because in terms of I guess I shouldn't say happier because I don't know. I would say there's more of a balance, like a work-life balance, which I just enjoy in Europe. So that's what I would say for that. But anyways, that's what I did this summer. It was amazing. Now I'm back in North Carolina and I'm just spending some time here with family and also just I haven't been into North Carolina in so long and I really missed Bambino, which is our family dog and Luigi. So I had to come and at least spend some time here and I'm going to Wilmington next week to meet with my co-founders and we're going to do like a huge working together workshop thing in Wilmington. So that will be really, really fun. But anyways, before I dive into the healthy habits that I'm going to be taking into this last third of the year, into the time when you're burning out and you're stressed and you need to wrap things up, that I encourage all of you to do. And I promise this isn't going to be one of those videos where it's like, you need to wake up at 5 a.m. and you need to go to bed by 9 and you need to eat this, this, and this. Like, this is not one of those because... I just think that those honestly cause me more stress than not. So this is going to be a non-stressful, realistic, healthy habits podcast. That should be the title because I just I don't want you to feel like, oh, God, this is one of those where I'm never going to do anything that she says is healthy or anything like that. And I am not the epitome of health either. But I think finally, as I'm 27, I just found a good way and a good system of what works for me in terms of like health. Like I, I've, I've found a good system for like what I consider to be healthy and I just, I feel my best. Life doesn't happen bi-weekly, so why should payday? The money you earn can be in your hands today as it should with Earnin. Earnin is an app that is changing the game when it comes to getting paid. Imagine having access to the money you've earned as you work, not just waiting for payday. With Earnin, you can access up to $100 per day or up to $750 per pay period. Just download the Earnin app and verify your paycheck. Then access up to $100 a day as you work and leave an optional tip. Any money you access plus 
tips are automatically repaid from your next paycheck. So think about it. The next time you're planning a special night out, you need a last minute gift for a loved one, or you face an unexpected expense, like maybe a trip to the vet, Earnin has you covered. For me, it's about having the flexibility to handle those surprise expenses that life throws my way. So whether it's unexpected bills or needing to cover rent when things are tight, Earnin gives me peace of mind knowing that I have access to my hard-earned cash when I need it most. Make Earnin a part of your financial routine and join Earnin's over three and a half million customers who say things like, when I think about Earnin, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. Download Earnin today, spelled E-A-R-N-I-N, in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earnin app, type Real Real under podcast when you sign up. It really helps the show, so please don't forget that step. Real Real under podcast. Earnin is a financial technology company, not a bank. Subject to your available earnings, daily max, pay period max, and location. See earnin.com slash TOS for details. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Let's talk about styling hair because it is a whole production, especially when you are battling frizz. And take it from me, I live in Miami, Florida. It is about to be summer. I really know frizz, but honestly, I would rather be doing something else like booking a spontaneous vacation to St. Bart's or rewatching the Heirs tour for like the third time. You know, the important stuff. But who actually has time for frizz? Introducing Way's new anti-frizz cream. It is like a superhero for your hair. It provides immediate frizz control that lasts up to 72 hours. I actually brought it on a trip with me and my friend borrowed it and she purchased it right then and there because it was that good. So how does this fit into my hair routine? It is the best thing I could have done for my hair. I am all about saving time and the anti-frizz cream does just that. Plus the Sydney inspired North Bondi scent is so amazing. You can thank bergamot, Italian lemon, violet, and more. And as someone who is always concerned about heat damage because I definitely use a lot of heat on my hair, this anti-frizz cream provides heat protection, which is such a big relief. And my hair feels so much lighter and looks smoother after using it. Get busy being frizz free with Way's new anti-frizz cream. It's not just about taming frizz. It also provides heat protection up to 400 50 degrees, reduces and repairs split ends, quenches dry hair with intense hydration, and according to a consumer perception study, 90% of participants agreed that their hair looked less frizzy after using it. I can definitely contest that. And while you're at it, check out Way's other bestsellers like the leave-in conditioner, which I also use, detox shampoo, fragrances, hair oils, and hair gloss. They're all essential for achieving that salon-worthy look at home. So you can frizz free up your schedule with Way. Go to T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com and enter promo code RealReal for 15% off any product. That's T-H-E-O-U-A-I.com, promo code RealReal. I've talked about this on my YouTube channel before, but I've gained a lot of weight this past year and not in a bad way. I hate that like weight gain automatically is considered bad because it's not, but I've gained weight. I feel my healthiest and I just like feel very confident. Of course, there are definitely moments with weight gain, even if it's in a positive way that you might feel like insecure or you might feel like not as confident about it because society has trained us to think that gaining weight equals bad when it shouldn't be considered that way. But I just, I finally fell into a routine where I just feel healthy and I want to share it with you guys. And before we do that, I did want to actually shout out the reviewer of the week because by the way, if you guys enjoy this podcast at all, please be sure to give it five stars on Spotify. You can also actually answer the question on Spotify of like, what did you enjoy this episode? Because I would love to hear your feedback. 
but on Apple Podcasts, you can leave a review and that helps me out so, so, so much. I would love to actually hit a thousand reviews by the end of this year. I'm at 927. So I'm going to start bringing back the podcast reviews of the week because it just means a lot to me. So this reviewer said, I love practically all the content that Natalie puts out. It's so refreshing to listen to the perspective of such a confident woman who's also in their 20s. I've also been loving more personalized episodes, but I also like when you interview guests like Mariana Hewitt and other female entrepreneurs. I feel like I gain a lot of value from the pod, which makes me so happy because that's always what I'm trying to do is just like provide as much value as possible. So if there are any guests that you want to hear, please let me know because I'm headed to New York at the end of August for two weeks and (laughs) I'm like talking about travel so much, but I am headed to New York at the end of August for two weeks but it's a work trip where I'm just gonna be like knocking out meetings and podcasts and I'm so excited for it and then I'm gonna try to go to LA in September so if there are any New York or LA people that you want me to interview please just DM me and let me know who they are because I would love to do them and if there's any like podcasters that are out there that you think it'd be good to do a podcast swap or for me to be on their podcast let me know because I'd love to do that as well Anyways, these are some healthy habits that I have figured out just as I feel my best and also because I've been traveling so much and as I'm going to be traveling, I'm actually able to implement these even when I travel, which is what I love the most because I am someone that switches up my routine a lot or I switch up my environment a lot. And I think if you are only healthy when you are or like you're only kind of like doing your routine or being your best self when you are at your house, it's really hard for you to maintain that because your healthy habits need to be adjustable. They cannot just be if you are in the perfect environment to be healthy, quote unquote. And when I say healthy, of course, you're going to have days when you don't do anything and you eat fast food for three meals and that's just all you can do. And that's fine. I'm not saying that you're not going to have those moments, but I think that these, this is more of a lifestyle shift rather than, I guess, like things to do that are healthy. It's more of like changing your lifestyle to be the best version of yourself. Let's be cheesy. Let's throw that in there. So the first one is finding a workout that you actually love. I am such a firm believer that if you do not enjoy and you do not actually like like the workout that you are doing, you will not stick to it. And then you will just say that like working out isn't for you when I think it's just you need to find what's best. I actually hate like cult workout trends. Like for example, Soul Cycle. We'll use that as an example. I am not the biggest cycling fan. Ironically, I have a Peloton because I did fall into the like, if I have a Peloton, I'll cycle more, which I did for a period and I enjoyed it for a period and I think that's okay. But I am not the biggest cycling fan. I did Soul Cycle, I did Cycle Bar, I did all of these like cycling classes because I thought that's like what I needed to do because everyone else was doing them and everyone else was posting about them. I was not happy <laughs> doing it. Is it a good workout? Yeah, it it is. Like it's I mean, it's really hard. It like is cardio, like you're, you know, burning a ton of calories, whatever. It's a great workout. However, I don't like it. Same with Barry's boot camp. I hate berries. Berries, I actually think, is my least favorite workout, and I don't do it. I hate running, so I think that's why I hate berries, and I'm just not the biggest cardio person, which is also probably why I don't like SoulCycle, but I know people that love it. They love SoulCycle. They love Peloton. They love Cycle Bar. They love Berries Boot Camp. They love Orange Theory. They're obsessed with it, and they love it, and they do it every single week, and I'm like, you know what? Good for you. That's great. That's not for me. When I tried to be the cardio girly that was like, going to a cycle class and like, you know, spending $40 on that every week, I was not very happy. And then I would stop working out for a really long period of time because I hated it. 
when I realized that I actually really love low impact workouts. So Pilates and walking and, you know, very low impact things. That's actually what I enjoy. And like, I really like strength training, for example. Then that is what makes me happy. And like, I wake up in the morning and I'm excited to do it. I started working out so much more and actually enjoying it and not feeling guilty if I like skipped a day. So for example, in Europe, I didn't do a single workout. I did not work out once, but I walked a lot every single day because when you're doing those trips and you're walking a lot. So I felt good because I was actually like moving my body. But in terms of working out this morning when I got home, I was so excited because I got to wake up and I did my Pilates and I was so excited. Or in Miami, I do tremble, which is pretty much like solid core kind of, except I think it's actually harder. And I do solid core there and I love it. It's so hard, but I absolutely love it. I've taken some friends there that don't like it. They're like, yeah, it's hard, but like, this is not for me. But if they tried to just like go with the trend and do solid core and do tremble and do Pilates and they hated it, they probably would stop eventually and burn out and just like not work out for a long time. So that's why finding a workout that you actually enjoy, I think is so important. So don't listen to trends. Don't listen to what, you know, other people are doing, what other people are posting on Instagram. If you love running, do it. If you love strength training, do it. If you love Pilates, do it. But just find something that works for you. And I think that is what the best thing for you to actually like stay consistent. Because I think if you're someone that has never been consistent with something, you probably just haven't found something that you really, really love. So just figure out what you love instead of what's popular and what's trending. And there's nothing wrong with you if, you know, there's something that's really popular that you actually hate and it's will be the bane of your existence. That's fine. I get it. Just find something that you really, really love. And that way you can do it like when you're on the road. Like when I'm traveling, I mean, in Europe, I didn't. But when I when I normally travel, like in Australia, when I go to New York, I have Form by Sammy Clark. That's the workout that I do. And I do it when I'm on the road or I'll find a solid core or I'll find a Pilates class. I found a Pilates studio in Australia and we did it there. Like it was just it's so easy to implement even when you're traveling because it's not a chore and you actually get excited. Like I genuinely loved finding a Pilates studio in Australia and trying it and doing it. And I was like so happy and it was such a fun part of the day. If I went to Australia and I found a Barry's boot camp, I would be miserable because I don't like doing it. So I think it's just like it makes you able to adopt it into your lifestyle rather than viewing it as like some super negative thing. The next thing is waking up early enough to have a morning to yourself. And this is not a specific time. I can't tell you how many times I was like so stressed out when I would listen to podcasts and the people on the podcast would be like, okay, tell us your morning routine. What do you think makes a successful morning routine? And they would say that they wake up anytime before 6 a.m. Honestly, before 6.30 is a little difficult. I've been setting my alarm for 6.30, which is a little doable. But realistically, I wake up between like 7 and 7.30. So find a morning routine that works for you. If your morning routine is waking up at 10 a.m. and you are able to have a routine for yourself and not just like wake up at 10 and start working right away, good for you. I actually interviewed someone on this podcast a few, I think it was already like two years ago, honestly. She would tell me she woke up at like 10 or 11 a.m. And I was like, what? And she was like, listen, I'm a night owl. I don't go to bed until like 2 a.m., 1 to 2 a.m. And I wake up at like 10 or 11 and I get a lot of stuff done at night and I don't want to wake up early. Like I'm not productive in the morning. So there's no point in me waking up early. 
And I really like couldn't believe it because I was like, wait, what about all of those successful CEOs that wake up at 5 a.m., 4 a.m. and they start running and cardio in the morning and they read the news and they answer emails? I'm like, that's not you. And yet you have a successful business. And she was like, yeah, that's just not how I work. So I think it's really just about finding what works best for you. But I will say in order to have a healthy routine, I think you need a morning routine to yourself. I don't think you need to work out in the morning. If you prefer working out in the middle of the day or in the afternoon or at night, whatever works for you, great. But I do think that it's really unhealthy to wake up and see a screen the first thing you do when you open your eyes. Or, you know, I think that you need to have some time to yourself, whether it's just like enjoying a morning coffee or enjoying just like going on a walk or walking your dog or making a breakfast or having a skincare routine and then like sitting down for a little bit and journaling, whatever it is, I think it's really not the best if you are waking up and you're working right away. I remember I had some friends that they would wake up and literally in bed, like before they even did their skincare routine, before they did anything, they would open their laptop and they would start working or they would jump on a meeting. So they would like wake up right before their first meeting and jump on. And I get it during COVID that probably was a habit for a lot of people was to like take a meeting in bed, turn your camera off and go back to sleep. But I really think that having a morning routine where you can relax, where you can decompress, where you can not start the day by being in a stressful state is going to really change the rest of your day. And I'm not someone like I remember listening again to a ton of podcasts and people were telling me to meditate and you need to meditate every day for five to 10 minutes. And I'm not saying that meditation doesn't help because I actually think meditation is great. And if it works for you, then I think it's awesome. But I tried to do it and it would make me have so much stress because like some days I would skip meditating or I didn't have time to meditate and I'd be like crap but I need to meditate because that's what's gonna make me healthy and that's what's gonna make me have a good morning and if that's not you then that's not you you don't need to meditate you don't need to you know work out in the morning there's nothing that you need to do however I think there's some things that you absolutely should not do and I think it's getting out of bed and working right away I just can't see that being productive for your mental state and being sustainable long term so I would definitely encourage you at least to have some form of morning routine before you just like jump out of bed and do that And then the next thing I would say in order to have a healthy habit, and I know this is going to be hard to do if you do not live in Miami like me and as we get into like the fall and the winter, but it is to get daily sun and daily movement. I think that the sun, of course, wear your sunscreen, but the sun is so good for you in terms of just like getting light in your eyes, feeling like warmth on your skin, going for a walk. Like it's just so important. And so that's why I say daily movement because I don't include working out with daily movement. I mean, yes, if you work out, you did move for the day, but I still like to move my body throughout the day. So like I don't want to work out once for 30 minutes in the morning and then sit in a chair for the next 12 hours. Like I want to get up and walk and move. And the best way to do that, I think, is by going on an outside walk because you're feeling like you're outside in the sun, you're getting vitamin D, you're breathing fresh air, you're not necessarily distracted by your phone. I mean, at least for me, when I go on a daily walk, I'm never on my phone. I might be listening to something, but I'm not like scrolling through social media at all. I'm just like taking in my surroundings. Or if I go on a walk with my co-founder, we're like discussing new ideas, we're brainstorming. It's just so productive for us and for our brains to take that break. And so 
I would say getting daily sun and daily movement kind of go hand in hand for me. But that's something whether you're traveling, whether you're working at a desk, you can take a 10 minute break or 20, 30 minute break, however long you have, and just move, go outside. And that's just something that I'm going to continue to implement as we enter this, you know, the latter third of the year. (laughs) And then the next thing also for just like being the healthiest version of yourself is to finding ways to cook and make balanced meals. I have a meal delivery kit. I've always been someone who loved meal delivery kits and the feedback I would always get on them is that they're so expensive. And so I was like, you know what? Yeah, I should probably go to the grocery store and I'm going to, you know, cook meals like just from the ingredients that I buy at the grocery store. I'll meal prep. I'll make a list at the beginning of the week. I'll go shopping. You know what happened when I tried to do that? Because it was very unrealistic for my schedule, especially living alone. I would never meal prep. I would meal prep here's some few options of what would happen. I would meal prep and I would hate the meals that I was making by the second day. I would be like tired of it. And so I would throw away half of the things that I meal prepped or I wouldn't meal prep at all. And I would buy a bunch of ingredients and not know what to do with them. Or I would not get around to cooking them because I would get lazy or things would come up. And so then I would throw away half of the ingredients because they would go bad. Or I would, you know, cook throughout the week. And then I would buy like the ingredients were just like bought in bulk or like there was too big of an ingredient. Like I might have needed something, but I only needed half of what I actually bought at the grocery store. And then I would throw away the other half because it would go bad. Or I just would not have time to go to the grocery store. I would never buy any ingredients. I would never have any food and I would order my meals out for every single meal of the week. Those are the things that I would do when I would try to like quote unquote save money and not do these like meal delivery kits. Now, I know HelloFresh is a sponsor, but I love meal delivery kits because they do come in those pre-portioned ingredients and there's like fun meals and they're actually balanced. It just takes thinking out of it. If you are someone that you can go to the grocery store, you can buy the right amount of ingredients, you can save money. Amazing. That's obviously like a better way to do things, but it's very unrealistic for me because given my schedule and just given my habits already, it's hard enough for me to cook, let alone go to the grocery store, know what to buy, and then not have things that I throw away at the end of the week that rot in my fridge. So I've been doing just meal delivery kits and it's literally been such a game changer and I'm actually cooking more. I'm eating balanced meals and I just feel so much better. It's like I re- I want to reward myself when I do that so then I get excited for the weekend when I actually can like go out and go to nice restaurants with my friends. So whatever works for you. The theme of this episode is do whatever the heck works for you and stop listening to what people tell you that you need to do. So I hope this isn't one of those episodes where you feel like I'm telling you what you need to do, but having like a balanced meals is so important. So having fat, having carbs, having protein, don't be like scared of a meal. Just make sure that it's balanced and you're eating fruits, you're eating your vegetables, you're eating your carbs, you're eating your protein that you need to eat, your meat that you need to eat or want to eat if you eat meat. I just, I think that is so much more important than me sitting here telling you that you need to meal prep every single week because that's just so unrealistic for so many people. And then the next thing that I've been doing that's been, or I've been trying to do, it's been a work in progress. I've talked about this in previous episodes. But it's getting off of social media and not using your phone in the morning or before bed most times or as much. And I say most times or in parentheses as much because it's really 
hard for me to not sit in bed at the end of the night and scroll through TikTok for an hour. I would say half of the week I do that, but the other half I've been reading more and I've been getting through so many more books and I would love to do a recap episode on the podcast about the books that I've been loving or like my favorite books of the year. If you want me to do that, let me know because I have read 22 books this year and I'm well on my way of reaching the 40 books of the year. I think I need to read three to four books a month to reach that goal, which is pretty realistic for me and I am on track for it. So anyways, instead of, you know, checking your phone first thing in the morning, I always have my phone on do not disturb or I love that Apple now lets you have like focus modes because that way I can actually customize it where I get notifications from certain apps and from certain people. So I'm not like missing if someone important texts or calls me like someone on my team, for example. But I'm also, you know, not distracted by the stupid notifications that I don't need to be getting from Instagram and TikTok. So that's been really helpful for me. And then just at night and in the morning, I've been trying to really limit my time because I just don't think for your mental health, scrolling on social media is great. And one thing I've noticed, aside from just the obvious, like you're going to compare yourself, you're, you know, following people that you shouldn't be following, whatever. It's such a time suck. And when I'm not productive because I've scrolled on social media for a long time, I beat myself up about it so much. Like I get so angry at myself and I get so mad at myself. And it's so unhealthy for my mental health because then I feel like a failure. I feel like, what am I doing? I shouldn't be doing this. Like, I suck. And it's it's really, really bad for my mental health when I've been in a time suck of social media. So that's why I actually think that that is like super unhealthy for me to be scrolling on social media for that long. And then the next healthy habit is to buy a cute water bottle or a water bottle that you love, like a Stanley Cup or whatever it is that works for you that encourages you to drink water because I am so bad about this. And one thing I noticed, which if I have any European listeners, do you guys drink water? Like I know it's a running joke that like water is not a thing in Europe because at the restaurants you have to ask for it, you have to pay for it. Ice water is just like not a thing. I feel like in so many European restaurants, I don't think we got ice water once in a single restaurant there, which is fine with me. I don't really need ice in my water, but they give you the tiniest cups and you have to like pay for all your water bottles. So I feel like people are just not drinking that much water there. And I never see anyone walking around with like a big Stanley cup jug. Like, do people not do that there? Because I feel like drinking water just makes me feel so much healthier. By the end of this Europe trip, my skin was dry. I started breaking out. I was just like so dehydrated. My pee was like bright yellow. Whereas here in the US, I feel like people are just so encouraged to drink water all the time. And I mean, don't get me started on why I think European like food and habits in general are just healthier than Americans. So the fact that you guys are slacking in one thing, which is the water department, I am not even going to like knock you there. But I just like don't see that as much. And so for me, when I don't have like a cute water bottle that I'm drinking out of or like a big water bottle that's portable that fits in a cup holder that I can take to and from places that has a straw, I just like don't drink water throughout the day. And I notice that I get so dehydrated. So that's one of my tips is to just buy a water bottle, even if it does cost a little bit more money. And also if, for example, Stanley Cup, there are a million knockoffs. You do not need to get the Stanley brand. I got mine from like a random store for like $20. You do not need to spend a lot of money. So buy a water bottle that you like and just chug that thing. (laughs) Have a glass by your bed in the morning and at night because if you have a glass, it's so much easier for you to drink it before you go to bed or drink it first thing in the morning. But I just think upping your intake of water is so important. And I know like, for example, AG1 is a sponsor, Athletic Greens is a sponsor of this podcast. 
that athletic greens in the morning, that cup of water is so good to just like jumpstart your water in the morning. So I just think that doing things throughout the day, and for me, it's like buying cute water bottles that will increase your water intake is crucial. And the next one is having something in your week that's good for your spirit. And what I mean for this is like, if you are someone that is religious, for example, for me, I go to church on Sundays. I love going to church on Sundays. Not only does it make me prioritize my faith and keep me in check with that, but it's so good for your spirit and for your mental health, whether that's listening to, you know, an uplifting podcast or listening to music that, you know, fills your cup or whatever it is that you do, whether that is meditating for you. For me, it's that church on Sundays and listening to worship music in the mornings and, you know, reading my Bible throughout the week. Like those are things that are good for my spirit and good for my faith and my mental health. Then find something to do that. Because I just think that if you are constantly on a mode of like hustle, 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 work, 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 or even if it's not about work, even if it's just like all about yourself, like all about like, what am I going to do today? What do I need to get done? What social event am I going to today? And it's just all about you. I think that that can be kind of like soul sucking sometimes. Like for me, going and recharging and like having like my faith or for you, it's like meditating or clearing your mind and just something that's bigger than just like your to-do list, for example, is so grounding and so important. And I just highly encourage you to develop some sort of like spiritual practice that grounds you and roots you and calms you down. Because I don't know how, like, for example, a business, it's the most stressful thing running a business. This morning, I just spent so much time in like prayer. And this week, I've spent so much time in prayer. And I can see God answering prayers and, you know, uplifting me and easing my anxiety. And I just am, it's so beneficial for me. And I'm not saying everyone needs to do exactly what I do, but I think that finding something that is good for your spirit and your mental state is so important, whatever that looks like. And then the last one, which is kind of in the recurring theme throughout this entire podcast that I've been preaching, is not burning out by listening to every healthy tip out there. So just doing what works for you and not listening to like what everyone else is doing. So I hope that these were very general in the sense that they motivated you and they like encouraged you that yes, there are some things that you need to do to be healthy, like moving your body and drinking water and eating balanced meals. But there are also things that, you know, for your mental state you need to do and things that work for you. And you don't need to listen to every, you know, successful CEO podcast to, you know, follow their exact like regimented routine because just because that works for them doesn't mean it might not work for you. So anyways, I hope that this podcast was helpful and just a good reminder to reset, you know, as summer comes to a close. So if you did enjoy this podcast, post a screenshot about it on your story. I would love to see that you're listening to it and make sure to give us a five-star review on Apple and Spotify and write a review so you can be the podcast review of the week next week. Anyways, thank you guys for listening. I hope you enjoyed. And if you like this, let me know. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of The Real Real. I hope that you enjoyed. And don't forget to rate, review, follow, or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. You can follow me personally on Instagram at Natalie Barbu and the podcast at The Real Real Podcast. I'll see you next Monday.
Hey, my name is Lovan Rumpf, and I've been working my ass off as a celebrity stylist by day and a podcast host by night. At the Low Life Podcast, it's all about keeping it real. We're talking fashion, beauty, to religion, sex, drugs, mental health. I mean, there's no topic off limits here, and vulnerability is mandatory. You can find my podcast, The Low Life, that's L-O, no W, everywhere and anywhere you listen to your podcasts. New episodes are out every Thursday. We'll see you then.